This is Publishing Talks, a podcast about books and the publishing industry. I'm David Wilk, your host, and today I'm talking to Ben Fox. He's the founder of a new startup in the book business called Shepherd. Uh, I'm basically a marketing uh, platform for authors and books and a finding tool for readers to find books that they're interested in. I hope I've summarized that correctly. How are you, Ben? I'm good. And yeah, that was fantastic. Thank you for having me, David. Well, thanks for doing this. I'm, you know, I've been, this, this series of interviews, I talked to people in publishing in all different kinds of roles. Um, originally, I was interested in exploring technology and change, which I still am interested in. But I also talked about, you know, I've talked to people about the history of publishing and people who have been involved with independent publishing in particular over the last few years or many years. Um, and, you know, what's interesting is that I think uh, innovation in publishing has been a kind of fraught issue uh, for many people. There have been many, many, many startups over the last 15, 20 years that have attempted to use new technology or new platforms um, to uh, expand and change publishing. Some of them have succeeded. Many have not. Um, but in particular, I think what have been interesting have been uh, platforms that have increased visibility for books online. Uh, that seems to have been really an important contributor over the last few years. Um, as so many people spend so much of their time online with either with computers or with devices of various kinds. Um, so Shepard seems to fit into that um, kind of channel, let's call it, or, or stream of ideas. But, uh, you know, I'm kind of interested in what inspired you, and maybe you can tell your story and um, uh, talk about your background and what it is you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love wandering through, you know, my local bookstore and just kind of going through all the different sections and just seeing, you know, what I see and picking up books and trying that out. And that's not really something that's exists online in a, in a decent way. You know, Amazon is a bit of a storefront, you know, good, Goodreads is, is a bit of a, a mess, I guess. Um, and, so I really wanted to do something that was just 100% focused on discovering books that you might not otherwise find, um, hopefully by bumping into them. Um, and so I got started with this idea of trying to ask authors for recommendations on a topic or theme they knew really well. And, you know, it's kind of how it got started. And the, and the idea is trying to replicate online what it's like to wander around your favorite bookstore and and to start we're just doing the curated list and then we're going to be doing a lot more stuff later this summer and uh, going forward so do you have a background in technology where do you come from in all of this yeah yeah so i i have no experience in publishing um i'm, I'm learning a lot uh from talking to people but i my background is a tech entrepreneur and so I've been doing that for a very long time and I just love to read and I love books and I've been playing with a lot of ideas over the years of something I could do in this area and kind of had an idea last year and started playing with it and got started in uh, December and uh, launched in April. Which is, and is, since we are now in May, this means you're fairly new to your launch. So um, yes. <laughs> how many authors have you contacted to get started? 
go. So we have about 500 published pages now on the site in terms of, I think we have about 200 authors who are currently working on a book recommendation. And then I maybe have 500 authors who have responded and, you know, either timing wasn't right or they haven't replied back yet that we generally, you know, slowly, you know, they might say, Hey, circle back in the fall or early next year, you know, a few months before my next book, book launches, that kind of thing. So, and how was it that you discovered authors that you wanted to bring on board? Um, you know, what, yeah. what kind of, what, what, what is the criteria, uh, the set of criteria that you would use to, uh, reach out to authors that makes them interesting to you and potentially, uh, meets, you know, kind of your expectations for them being able to recommend, uh, books for you. Yeah. So in the uh, early days, it was, I went through, I, I keep a log of all the books I've read and a little mini review just for myself. So I went through and contacted um, authors whose books I liked over the last 10 years. Um, and then after that, I asked friends and family and I asked their friends and family um, to basically send me their favorite authors. And then eventually I've started working on some uh, Goodreads and Amazon lists for highly rated authors. That's just been kind of a starting point. Um, we've also had lots of authors approach us. So, yeah, it's, it's a generally I've found that just about any author can really produce a great recommendation if it's something they're passionate about. So we really haven't had any misses. Um, you know, I think we had, you know, one or two that just we were on the wrong topic or something like that. Um, but otherwise it's been quite good. I, you know, I think you sit down with anybody who is so passionate about something to write a book, um, that generally they can make some amazing recommendations. Well, and, and by definition, writers are pretty good at expressing themselves in yeah. writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, that kind of does make it easy. And of course, writers are passionate about books and ideas. So they're a natural, um, group to do what you're talking about. And, you know, writers are very enthusiastic about books that they've read themselves and about sharing that. So I think that kind of idea makes sense. I want to look at the other side of the equation then, which is the reader. Mm -hmm. um, how are you going to get people to come to your site? That is always the big challenge for any kind of site that is trying to um, expand and build an audience, um, you know, you've got to use organic and paid and word of mouth methods. Obviously these are known to people in the, in the web business, but, um, you know, what are you going to do specifically because you are a book related and author related, um, website? What, what's your plan? Yeah. So the two base ones are really focused around obviously organic SEO traffic, basically going after, you know, searches around best books on World War II, best books on the Battle of Midway, those type of searches. Um, so that's obviously one way, and that takes time um, and work to get it links and to make sure everything's working correctly for readers. Uh, the second way is we do work with the authors to just get a little bit of an amplification once they do a recommendation. So, you know, we ask them, hey, you know, if you are on social media, can you share it with friends or if you're not you know if you have some friends who read a lot just send them a quick email and let them know about us you know even one or two helps um and then if they have time to post like a small blog post or something that just helps raise awareness and sends people our way so there's you know quite a lot 
of readers finding us through those methods. And then the other, uh, you know, the other stuff is a very long list of reaching out to, you know, readers on social media who have large followings, reading communities, um, you know, specific demographics. So for example, you know, a history website dedicated to World War II or World War I, you know, we will slowly be going out to communities like that to, you know, basically try to see if we can, you know, get them to link to our content, talk about what we're up to, you know, do something together um, for their readership. Um, so a lot of things like that. And, it, you know, it's slow going at, at first. It's a bit of a, you know, grind, but then it gets faster and faster as you get things moving because uh, the readers also keep talking about you, telling their friends if you're doing a good job about helping them, you know, discover new books that they love. Do you think that, um, you know, there's, I think there's kind of mixed feelings among uh, publishers and authors right now about different uh, social media platforms and how valuable they can be. I think there's a sense right now that Twitter and Facebook may be over, you know, just overwhelmed with content at this point, making it difficult for, um, um, uh, difficult to imagine them as worthwhile when you're trying to recommend a new site or a new book or something like that. Um, do, what, what's your sense of the social media landscape and how best for you to um, use social media to reach readers? Yeah. And you know, how we're using it is so much different than how an author might benefit from it. So it's, you know, it's quite a bit different. I think, you know, for us, it's really just about getting in front of somebody who loves books and is going to be buying them over the course of the year so that maybe they think about us the next time they're looking for a great book to read. So we just need, you know, quite a few introductions to readers again and again and again, until we kind of lodge in their head and we start becoming part of their, um, you know, pattern and habits. So it's a bit different, you know, for, for us, social media is really about the introduction. It's about, Oh, wow, there, this is a cool site. Let me bookmark it. Uh, let me sign up for, you know, eventually newsletters about this topic of book that I like. It's things like that. So for us, um, it's really not necessarily being used to build a relationship. It's really about an introduction, um, which I think is, is, um, far more effective for social media, um, with the way that, you know, Facebook is kind of hijacked. It's not as effective, I think, for authors in that regard, too. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things, I mean, I've been in, you know, in the book business a long time, and I think one of the issues that we all feel right now, or at least if you've been around books for a long time, you feel the, we miss the legitimate review media, um, even though review media were never able to cover the range of books that existed even, I mean, if we talk 10, 20, 30 years ago, doesn't matter when it was, there are more books published every year that could be worthy of review than there were ever review media opportunities. So, you know, even at that, you know, when the New York Times was reviewing a lot of books every week in the book review, um, you know, they could barely scratch the surface. And now it's, you know, much, much smaller number of review opportunities each year for whatever media it is. And the output of books has increased just exponentially. So we now have, you know, when I think it was in 1977 or 78, I think it was 30,000 books published a year, maybe 40,000 recognized new titles. And today it's probably seven or 800,000 oh, wow. titles per year. So clearly 
we need filtration, we need curation, we need attention um, uh, pointing uh, or, or uh, help figuring out what books to read out of this deluge of titles. So, you know, for, for the, I think for readers, for publishers, for authors, everyone feels the need for this to happen. And, you know, that's what makes something like what you're doing interesting, promising, you know, and hopeful, I think. Um, do you think that you are, when you mention newsletters, does that mean that you are going to review or that authors will review um, books that they're interested in for others, um, you know, in that kind of newsletter model, which I think is 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 pretty viable. Although, just the way that you worry that Twitter became Twitter was really useful when it was smaller, and the the content and the the volume of noise increased mm-hmm. now to the point where it's really hard to navigate and how to and, and hard to make use of. Same thing could be true of newsletters. You know, we have um, mm-hmm. Substack and uh, Notion and all these other, or Button Down, I think, all, you know, just tons of um, companies building newsletter sites, trying to figure, you know, make them uh, an, another model of communication because news, uh, email newsletters really are valuable, um, both to writers and to readers, but then you reach that kind of saturation point where there's just so many newsletters you could read in a day. Um, and that might affect you too, you know, where you're, you're facing a glut of newsletter emails in everyone's email boxes, making it more difficult for you to stand out. Yeah. And and I should say everything I'm doing is (laughs) somewhat to the opposite of social media, um, and, you know, kind of recent trends there. So what, I, what, we're, what I'm trying to do is be very minimal and be, everything is about scarcity of attention. Uh, I think one of the great things when you walk into a bookstore is it's usually quiet. There's soothing music. Um, it smells like books, which is a very peaceful uh, smell. And, and it's a very relaxing oasis where, you know, the chaos of the world, you know, doesn't necessarily reach you. And so that's that's somewhat you know what we're trying to do with the site. We don't want people to land on the site and have a news feed that's updating hourly, you know that they are incentivized to feel like they need to check. You know, we don't want to do anything like this. We do want we're trying to you know make it very minimal on their attention so that it, when they want to come look for books, you know we're going to find ways to help them discover books. So so when I say newsletter, it's more that eventually as we you know towards late summer, we're going to be shipping topic pages. And these topic pages could be a topic page about World War II, um, about a concept like grief, about depression, about just about anything. Um, And those all serve as kind of starting pages where a reader can then end up there and that helps them kind of get into a topic they want to read more about, as well as kind of helping them find things that they might not think about that are connected to that to make kind of a, a browsing experience. So the, those newsletters are really going to be more minimal in the sense of uh, I would like in my inbox, you know, once a month uh, to get it, you know, what the coolest books about World War II are, about grief, about the Battle of Midway. You know, these are very minimal and we're going to try to keep it very limited. We don't want to feel like we're, you know, opening up a fire hose of information. Um, I think people get that, you know, everywhere else. Um, so yeah, we're trying trying to avoid those type of things and being very careful about what we uh, what we do to make sure that we're following 
following that kind of guideline. Um, and I, I should sense. I should also note too, you know what what the authors give us are not really reviews. We're taking a, a bit of a different approach in the sense that when they are picking the five books around the topic or theme, it's really about why they recommend and love that book. Um, so it's what we what I found is that it's uh, it's we don't want a negative or a positive review. We want just positive, and we want to know why is this the best book about this topic or theme to you. And, and what we've noticed is in very short amount of words, it really gets to the heart of what the book is about and why it's important to them. Um, and we just think those are that's a far better way to market books than you know a three paragraph marketing blurb. Um, or whatever else they're trying. Um, and that's what we're testing with readers on an ongoing basis. But so far, it's it seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, no, I think I like the idea of, well, I mean, it essentially falls into the category of word of mouth, right. um, which, you know, we take as a given that word of mouth recommendations are the highest and best. Um, yes. You know, for all of us, like if you tell me about a book that you think is really cool. Um, and when I said reviews, I mean, that kind of, um, you know, that a, a real book review is in fact um, a sharing of knowledge and understanding about a book, calling it to your attention. You know, I think, yes, it could be a bad book review, but yeah, <laughs> most, most uh, review outlets came to the conclusion that with limited space, they'd rather spend it on books that they could be positive about than negative about. Um, you know, I think it, it's actually atypical to have uh, negative reviews published anymore because the that would fall more into the order of a thought piece you know someone examining a book and trying to figure out um you know how it doesn't fit into the uh to the to the models uh, you know of quality and and acceptance right uh, but anyway um so this sort of inevitably comes to the question of how are will you make shepherd what what is shepherd's revenue model you know how do you make money um in a system where you're not actually selling anything and you're evidently not charging uh readers to use the service you're not charging publishers or authors um on the input side uh, so what's your plan yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so I'm I'm lucky in that you know I've been a tech entrepreneur for for quite some time. So I've had several good business exits. So I am uh, funding this for my myself for the time being. So we're not under immediate need to generate you know large amounts of revenue, and we're you know we're we're being methodical about the pace we're going. We're not we're not a VC or anything like that. So right now in the short term, the only revenue we are generating is that if somebody buys a book from the site, we get a you know small percentage from bookshop.org or Amazon uh, to help fund the site. Um, and generally for the next two to three years, my focus is on growing the features, the traffic, um, and the content. Um, you know, eventually I have some like more wild and unique ideas that I want to try to, to really build it into a sustainable business. Um, but those are going to take more traffic. So I need to get the traffic and the features and the content going first. So, you know, like some of the, I, I enjoy finding, you know, new business ideas, you know, and there's, there's some old ones that I think would work well once, once we get traffic up to a considerable point, but we don't want to jam the site full of ads. You know, we're, we're never going to charge authors to ever take part. We're never going to charge readers to ever read. You know, we, we have some ideas we might eventually uh, 
try, but these could be things like, like, for example, on the recommendation pages, you know, between books four and five, you know, we might have a book ad, a very targeted book ad uh, between those. So if, uh, you know, if a publisher is coming out with a, you know, new and exciting book on an unexamined part of, you know, Roman history, that they can slip in a very targeted ad possibly to, to you know, sell that book um, on Roman history related book recommendations list. There's little things like that that we're going to try and see what might help um, some things there. But those, those will come down the road. But time being, we're just 100% focused on growing the site. Well, that's, I think that's good because, you know, any VC funded, um, enterprise comes under pressure very quickly <laughs> to do things that may not be in the best interest of the idea. Um, you know, ideas are really interesting in technology because they're, they often are actually really, uh, like eggs <laughs> requiring, being sat on for a really long time. And often that's not the, uh, the imperative does uh, for profit does not, or for return on investment does not always enable um, the kind of patience that um, once was possible in building business. I, when I, I remember, you know, years ago, the, the teaching in a traditional business was, um, you know, most businesses fail in the first five years, but that implies five years is your time horizon for success. And now, you know, in, in the kind of technology hyperactive VC world, five years is unimaginable. Uh, you know, they don't think in that kind of a, uh, time frame. They think in the short term, um, even though they might say they're thinking long-term, they want long-term value, but they want short-term rewards. Um, so I think it's good that you're, you're able to treat this more organically and kind of tend it like a garden rather than, you know, force feed it to produce vegetables instantaneously. Yeah. I mean, and this is a very much a passion project that, um, you know, that I, I want to, would love to be working on the rest of my life. Uh, so th that helps considerably because it, yeah, it's a totally different time frame when you think like that instead of, you know, I need yeah. to get this to X in three years and then flip it over and IPO in eight, you know, or something crazy like that. So yeah, it's not, it's very much focused. You're more like a bookseller, you know, as I, th I mean, most every bookseller I know of, um, entered business in the service of intellectual pursuits and, you know, and enthusiasm right. for creativity and for books. And right. they recognize going in that they're not in it for the money. You have to keep the enterprise afloat. You got to pay your rent. You got to pay the people that work there. But bookstores, you know, really are not about financial reward. They're about cultural yeah. reward. And, uh, you know, I think in our current economic system, that's not really attended to properly. You know, I, I, I do like that bookshop.org, for example, is a uh, Schedule B company. You know, it's a uh, socially good uh, business um, that has a different construct than a traditional uh, profit-making business. It's not a nonprofit, but it's not a purely for-profit business either. Yeah, and um, I think that that you know we need. I believe in sustainable economics rather than growth economics. So I think that structuring businesses with that 
notionality in mind helps counterweigh, you know, the um, uh, the power of um, you know kind of traditional thinking about what business is supposed to be. Yeah, very much. Yeah, we're we're very in tune on that. <laughs> so, um, thinking along those lines, do you have a particular kind of I don't know cultural intellectual position that you want Shepard to play? I, I you know booksellers bookstores, for example, want to um, you know they want to be interesting to all kinds of readers, of course, but every bookstore develops a kind of identity, a kind of theme, and that's partially going to the notion of um, selectivity and curation because out of the millions of books, no bookstore can really focus on or pay attention to more than a, a really um, small, relatively small number of books simply you know, to fit inside the store and make it be the kind of warm and um, quiet place that you're talking about. Um, that, you know, that's a, 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 not a giant warehouse full of books, you know, right. with, um, you know, uh, sale signs in the window saying, come in and buy books right away, right now. You know, it's not hard sell, it's soft sell, it's, um, oriented toward human scale, but that does require a certain amount of curation. And then cr that creates an identity. Right. Uh, and usually, sometimes stores have one in mind from the outset. Other times, they develop their identity as a kind of interplay between the bookseller, the customer, and the community. And um, you're, you're different in the sense that you're online. You don't have a physical space. You don't have a physical community. But you can create a community, or a community can assemble itself around you and there's a kind of interplay between your goals and theirs but in a certain way you have to state your position in order to uh, attract people to come there and so i kind of am curious about and that's a really roundabout way of asking that question but i hope you don't mind yeah no uh yeah it's a hard one to answer you know when you're you're kind of just a baby um of a site uh, so i would say you know the the internet is different in the sense that you because you don't have physicality you don't have some of those limits um which is both good and bad and so when when i try to reimagine you know what that you know nothing is going to replace you know the magical experience of going into a bookstore um so it, really the site is about trying to reimagine that so if i was going to say you know what are we trying to do you, it would really, I would say it's around curiosity, like just raw curiosity, um, which, which I know is, is really broad. Um, but in terms of topics, I want to, I want to get into all kinds of topics. I want to get into fiction. I want to, you know, late this year, we're going to, you know, be breaking out children's book, YA books, that kind of thing. So, you know, some of that, I think, like you're saying, it's going to develop naturally. You know, I have interest in history, uh, science fiction, you know, other topics that will naturally, you know, that's going to echo through the site just because I'm the one, you know, running a lot of things. Um, but I think in general, what I'm after is, is trying to connect with people that are curious about the world around them, you know, want to find a book that might let them see the world through someone else's eyes. Um, and otherwise focus on all topics and then try to build out little sections for individual topics that make people who are very attracted to those feel special and being able to discover books within those. 
Um, so it, it is it is very wide in scope, and then I'm sure some of that will kind of develop naturally as we see what happens. So one of the things I was interested in, right, just wondering about, since in order to get people kind of engaged with a book, like if you think about a bookstore, you pick up a book and you browse, you read the book, you can kind of sink into the book, engage with it in a way that's not possible online. Uh, one of the things that online booksellers have done to kind of stand in for that is offer the um, book sampling, you know, read a chapter or read some pages, get a feel for what it looks like. Um, and I'm wondering if that's something that you will uh, plan to do or have planned to do um, on your site, even though you may not do it for all books or you may not be able to do it for all books. But is that, you know, is, is this sort of sampling idea something you're interested in yeah very very much um because yeah I, I get this same thing but i also get a lot i guess off the user recommendations or user reviews so it's definitely on our radar uh, we definitely are interested in offering that at some point a lot of what we want to do um, as we get further along is also invent new ways to find books that you couldn't do in a bookstore because that's the whole point of online is you can do a lot more. So I'm really hoping toward maybe late next year is that we can start playing with some things like um, having a, a timeline, a browsable timeline of, say, French history. Um, and it shows key people and key events uh, in French history on this timeline that you can scroll along. And that we are doing some kind of stuff with natural language processing um, to help identify which book list and which books identify to which people so that as somebody is browsing key events and key history in French history, we're also connecting that to books and book list. And we have a, you know, I've got a fair number of ideas like that to kind of help different segments, you know, maybe discover, help readers discover books in different ways. So that's a lot of what I'm, I'm interested in slowly working towards is what, what can we do that's, gives people different ways to bump into these books and help follow their curiosity to discover something new. No, I think that's a really good idea because you do need to take advantage of the differences or the, the, the opportunities that online search enables or online presence enables, um, that a physical store cannot. Yeah. Um, and I think so far, you know, I would say that's been rudimentary in yeah the way that people have addressed it. And um, I think yeah, a little more imagination and invention, innovation would be valuable in that area. Yeah, I get, I get so frustrated because you, you look at Amazon and it's basically, it's just a, it's just a shelf of products. Um, like their reviews are very well done. They actually do a pretty decent job. And then, you know, Goodreads is really, what are your friends reading? Um, and of course you can ask your friends, which is always very effective for finding good books if they share your interest. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's really been as much done. Um, you know, uh, story is doing some really great stuff. Uh, five books is doing some very, very cool stuff like long form interviews around book topics. Um, there's some things happening, but, um, I think there could be a lot, a lot more. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff you can play with. You know, and I like the idea that you, um, show potential books of, that might be of interest on any subject that you might be talking about. Um, you know, and of course you can design those conversations. I think that does make it interesting. Um, and obviously now, um, video and audio become much more, uh, 
uh, plausible, you know, with broadband becoming pretty much available everywhere. Um, and audio communication does seem to be, uh, it, well, it enables you to use the web without being in front of a screen, which is really nice. Um, so there are lots of other interesting possibilities there. Um, you could even, you know, imagine as you just gave me this idea, I'm sure somebody else has thought of it, but, um, you know, if you, like we're having this conversation now, somebody listening to it, uh, you could generate with their permission, um, if they're interested in a particular topic that we talked about, press a button, essentially, I send you a list of books related to that topic based on the words, the keywords in the conversation. Yeah. That could be interesting. I mean, of course, it could yeah. be overwhelming, too. Like, we have a conversation, talk about a bunch of things. I send you a list of 20 books. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know, what am I going to do with that? Um, yeah. You know, then I, I need a, a, a curator for the books that were generated uh, by a conversation. <laughs> so, um, But that actually does give you another opportunity because you can say, well, this conversation was really interesting. It gen there are 20 books you might be interested in that are related to it, according to um, essentially machine learning um, and AI. Uh, I send that list, but how about I send that list to one of your, you know, like a, a, uh, a book recommender, they go through that 20, 20 book list and say back to you, here are the two that you should read. We, we, we strongly believe that human recommendations are, you know, just utterly amazing. And, and a lot of times, you know, technology loves buzzwords around the machine learning and stuff, but we are, we're interested in doing some of that, but always the, the root of what we'll be doing is, is human recommendations. You know, we might try to match you to somebody who's like you. Like eventually we'd like to get some input from readers, like never reviews. But we would like to, for example, you know, I'm, I'm hoping sometime toward, uh, toward next year is to ask uh, readers, what are their three favorite books they read in the last year? Um, or, you know, what is one book that you wish you had read in your 20s? You know, some almost like uh, answering questions with books, um, but where people are very passionate about the answer they give. And, and I'm hoping there that we are able to kind of match you to other people. So, for example, if there's, a, there's another reader who really loved this book, this book, and this book, and, and we say, well, oh, those were some of your favorites as well. What else are they favoriting? You know, that might be a way to suggest some books. Um, you know, that are still very human driven, but kind of making a profile of what you love and looking at similar people and trying to, trying to use that to bump into some books you might otherwise bump into. I think maybe one last question. I, as we set this up, I find out that you're in Portugal and I'm mm -hmm. just, I have to ask, you know, why are you there? Yeah. So, um, my wife and I and my four-year-old son uh we are dual american uh, eu citizens and we decided in late 2019 to go abroad for a, a few years for the experience well you know before my son really started school so we left the end of 2019 and uh, we were over here when covid hit and so we are spending our time in uh beautiful beautiful portugal <laughs> <laughs> are you in uh lisbon or are you in uh, outside of the city we're actually in a small town about uh, 45 minutes outside of Porto, up, uh, up in the north. Uh, we wanted to be, you know, with COVID going on, we wanted to be in nature, you know, with bike paths, hiking, and just in, you know, a cute little small, small town. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm definitely planning on keeping in touch with what Shepard does. 
Um, and I hope, uh, like as I hope for all ventures, I hope it's successful. But it sounds like you have a really good approach, uh, and it'll be really fun to see how you develop it. Uh, so uh, thank you for spending some time. And is it going to be shepherd.com, or is there a different uh, uh, URL for it? Uh, definitely shepherd.com. All right. Well, you must have paid something for that web web domain. Um, Got it many years ago. <laughs> good job. Thanks. Well, thank you again, Ben Fox. Um, I hope that uh, Shepherd is a really successful venture that you enjoy building, and I hope it it uh, brings you in contact with a lot of really interesting writers and readers. Oh, it's been amazing so far, and uh, thank you for having me. Thanks. This has been Publishing Talks podcast about books and the publishing industry. I'm David Wilk. I've been talking to Ben Fox about Shepherd, a new book site that I highly recommend. Thanks a lot.